Hello, welcome to My Camino, the podcast. I'm Dan Mullins, and it's great to have your company. I recorded this week's episode a few weeks ago after doing back-to-back gigs, and I think I'd sung something like 150 songs in three days. So my voice is a little tired, and I hope you'll forgive me. I've had the most wonderful week meeting pilgrims from all around the world. A special shout out to Bella, who arrived at one of my gigs this week from Vancouver Island, but originally from Portugal. Bella came to a couple of my shows and I was absolutely delighted to be surprised by Susie from Casa Susie and Trabadello who surprised me turning up at one of my shows by the Sydney Opera House as well. Louise was at the same gig. It was magic. And Claudette was there. Claudette Clausen was there as well. And Grant surprised me with his presence there as well. It was pure joy. Grant has subsequently become a Patreon sponsor. So thanks, Grant. If you'd like to sponsor the podcast, just go to patreon.com forward slash Dan Mullins. I mentioned a few weeks ago that I receive emails and messages all the time. Well, it's even more delightful when you're surprised by pilgrims walking into your gigs. Sue sent me a quote this week. Thanks for your kindness, Sue. It's from a book, The Pilgrimage to Santiago by Edwin Mullins, who's no relation. (laughs) I became aware of how walking makes the world you pass through human in scale. In a car, you are always a foreigner, on foot, a visitor. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. We chat here about El Camino de Santiago, the Way of St. James, a series of pilgrimages across Europe to the Shrine of St. James, one of Christ's apostles. It's a weekly chat about all things Camino. You'll learn what to pack, what not to pack, where and when to walk, and maybe you'll be inspired by the amazing stories of pilgrims who have walked before you. Well, my guests this week are Denise and Gert Bose. You're going to love this interview because it's all about love. Please forgive my tired voice. It's so great to talk to you guys uh, from Western Germany, from from Sydney in a brand new year. It seems so far away. Let me start, Denise, by asking you a question that so many pilgrims ask one another. Why did you walk the Camino de Santiago? Um, hi, Dan. Hi, everybody. Um, it's great to be here. Um yeah, it's a long story. Um, I studied German and English literature and I um, helped curating an exhibition about a medieval pilgrim who walked to Jerusalem, Rome and Santiago. So this was my first contact with the Camino de Santiago, but I never thought this time to do it um, by myself or with friends or anything. And a few years later, I met somebody and he said, oh... I always wanted to do the Camino on horse. And I said, mm. okay, Camino, this rings a bell, but horse, it's not my thing. Mm. Let's do it. So this was the planning for the next year. Um, and this was then 2010 was my first Camino. Wow. So that's 2010. What about you, Gert? What about you? How did the Camino come into your life and, and why did you decide to do it? Well, the Camino came in my life by uh, um, a TV reporter who walked it and uh, they broadcast it in in the Belgian television. So uh, that was in 2013. And then the next year I thought, well, what do I do with my life? I I was halfway, I I would become 45 and uh, I was thinking, what would I do with the second half of my life? And then it was uh, the Camino that came up from that's uh, the the real track to think uh, what I'll 
doing it the rest of my life. Fantastic. So that's so, uh, how I came. Yeah, yeah. So Gert, stay with you. H how did you two meet? It, <laughs> well, after I almost walked 2,000 kilometers, uh, we yeah we met in, in in Spain on the Camino del Norte. Yeah, we saw each other uh, in, in the first stage of the Camino, but didn't talk to each other. And uh, on the way, you learn other people, you, uh, uh, connect with other people, and uh, in yeah, and then suddenly uh, you come together. It's, it's <laughs> wait a minute, suddenly. wait a minute. Hey, I don't know about suddenly, but okay, so... Denise, yeah. <laughs> Denise, let me ask you, <laughs> let's go back to the Camino Norte. Uh, you're walking, you're, you're, you've got each day the same thing to do each day. Get up and walk. Tell us about meeting Gert. Uh, actually, the story is a bit longer. <laughs> <laughs> Go right um, ahead. Uh, I, um, he started in Belgium right in front of his door, and I started in Irun, which is the first city uh, behind the French and Spanish border. And I had two weeks vacation, so I decided just do a part of the Camino. I don't know. Um, I, I did not want or needed to arrive again in Santiago. So this was a nice idea. And uh, during the first days, I um, connected to a German woman um, and I befriended her and we walked like two days together. And then we arrived in front of the albergue in, I think, Guernica. Yeah. And the f uh, very exhausted, uh, a really muddy and really long and rainy day. Mm. And the first thing I heard was the name of the friend, the German friend, uh, screaming loud from uh, male voices standing in lane, uh, getting inside the albergue. And so this was the first time I really got to know Gerd because then after this uh, we, we we cooked together this evening with 20 people and had lots of wine. And the days before I knew I walked like what happens so often on the Camino, you, you just see people and uh, see them the next day again. You never talk to them or maybe just say, hello, how, how are you? Where are you from? And I have this picture in my head of Gerd throwing over his raincoat uh, in, in a rainstorm on our first day and um, three days later, four days, five days later, I, don't, I can't remember. Um, but we had lots of wine and spaghetti aglio olio together. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I love most yeah. about this this version of the, of what occurred between the two of you is you're very laid back about it. You don't make much fuss about this. But there's been a massive change in your lives. This coming together on the Camino Norte, there's two little beautiful girls now. You're a family. It's just so, it's so beautiful, so special. So Gert, let me ask you, when you cast your mind back to that, meeting on the Camino and, and the developing relationship. Uh, did you realize something special was happening? Not at the first moment. <laughs> because, yeah, it's... Um, 
we walked, then after we got to know each other, we walked almost 10 days together with uh, the other German uh, friend. Yeah. And uh, at, the mo- at a certain moment, I got a, a text from Denise, who was sitting across me from the table with, uh, yeah, telling her, um, her feelings. But uh, I didn't react to it because I didn't know, uh, yeah, what after, what can I tell her? And <laughs> because I, I also knew I had, I had to walk uh, further, and she would go home. Yeah. So it's, I think today we said good after the after we said goodbye. I wrote uh, a message back from, uh, okay, Denise, I I like this also. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. Well, we were separated, we became really connected. Yeah, yeah. It's that separation that brings you together. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. So, hang on a second. So, Gert, how far did you walk on that Camino? In total, I walked uh, 2,600 kilometers and. Uh, because so, I started in Belgium. Yeah, you started in Belgium. Form. Yeah. So, how does somebody in their mid forties? You just said you're you were in your mid mid forties. Yeah. How does someone in their mid forties from Belgium have the time and the resources to yeah. walk two thousand six hundred kilometers? Yeah, that's um, the luck in Belgium because you when you have work in Belgium, you can take uh, in totally one year leave without payment and still have your job uh, when you return and i just uh, had yeah i asked for four months but i got six months and uh, yeah it's it's possible in belgium there you are yeah only yeah i'm raised it's there you are and denise you find yourself on the camino norte you see this gentleman across the table what was in the text message? <laughs> um, yeah, actually that I liked him and that I um, wanted to get him more, get to know him more because wow. he was kind of distant. And uh, we, we were friends immediately. Like mm. you become friends on the Camino very easy because everybody has the same mind or thoughts and uh, goes through the same 20 kilometers uphill downhill and everything mm. um but i after this was my fourth camino or part camino and um i felt more like camino family to him and um yeah i can't read the text message to you i'm sorry <laughs> but um that's okay that's okay uh, that's okay i it would it, it was uh, like going a bit through hell the two days after before I left because he, I got no reaction, no, not a single one. And mm. just after I took the bus back to Santander to get my flight two, day, two, two hours after I arrived in Santander, he wrote me, yeah, I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> what was it like when you got that text back? I needed wine. That's really <laughs> I needed a hard drink. The good thing is, see, at this moment, I knew I would be back two weeks after because we had this um, 
uh, we we had this uh, what what's um, Agree- agreement yeah. uh, the three of us to to meet again two weeks after at a different point in Spain. Yeah, just to introduce this part of the story. <laughs> ah, so there you are. So you meet a couple of weeks later. So you just mentioned there, uh, Denise, that this was your fourth Camino. What? Tell us your Camino story. Why? Is the Camino important to you and how did you find out about it and how did you end up, what makes you a fourth time pilgrim? So in 2010, I walked from Roncesvalles to Santiago and just the part, I had to take the bus between Leon and Astorga because I just had four weeks uh, vacation and I wanted to arrive in Santiago and this was the best part to take the bus and um uh the the year i i got i met so great people i'm still in love with and i'm friends with from all over the world mm. i had a fantastic camino family on this first camino and i had to leave them and uh in santiago i wanted to walk uh it was my plan before to to finisterra but uh, when i arrived in santiago which I may be the only pilgrim who did not like the arriving in Santiago. Um, I decided I go back to them. So I took the bus to drive back to my Camino family. I knew where they were at this moment and walked another five days with them. So my end of my first Camino was back on the on the road. <laughs> yeah. And the year after, I walked... Um, from Ronces, from Saint Jean de Port to uh, Burgos with um, my two best friends from here, from Germany, and one of the Camino family of 2010. And in 2012, I walked from Burgos to Leon with one of the two good friends here in Germany. And then five years later, um, I had a relationship breakup, and I needed to focus again to ground myself to I don't know um, and wanted to walk across the Alps from um, southern Germany to Meran there is a nice um, road but um, after a few hours of doing some research I decided I don't have that much experience in big hills <laughs> so I said okay it's the Camino again but this time a different one not the Frances so it I started the Camino del Norte and yeah. as I was in Santiago before the important thing was to be back on the Camino and not to arrive wow Wow. I wonder, why does it appeal to us, do you think, Denise? Well, you, you, you're both from, from European countries. You, they're well-off countries like Australia, like America, like England, like Spain. Yet we, we choose this very simple life. Denise, why do we, why do we seek out this simplicity? Oh, for me, it is always the Camino of the people. It's the important thing of every of my Caminos. Um, I met I met so wonderful and um, extraordinary people there. Um, I became friends, or I just talked two hours with them. But every every connection and every moment was just so fantastic, and I never experienced this before and after in my life. 
Um, so I decided to take one of the Camino family back home. So I <laughs> have this um, at home. But um, yeah, and it's this call of the Camino. Everybody, every pilgrim talks about um, in different ways. First was this friend um, who, who told me, let's do it. The years after, I, it was just a very... I needed to, I felt I needed to be back. Yeah. 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 I, I, I feel that as well. I think that it's some place that you can go where um, you can just relax, meet people, be very social or not social if you want, but you can find space if you want space. You can find time if you want time. But Gert, I wonder about you walking 2,600 kilometers. It must have been very lonely at times, I'm sure. Tell us about that long Camino. And 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 I'm imagining that toward the end, you must have thought, oh gosh, this is busy like a city street. Tell us about 2,600 kilometers of, of pilgrimage. Well, when I started in Belgium, after two days, I already got uh, connected with four of them, uh, four or five other uh, pillar in, in Belgium. Really? And uh, yeah, that's crazy, but that's, it's true because uh, the Camino uh, runs through Belgium there and uh, many people start from uh, home in Belgium. And Throughout France, it's yeah, it's we're always the same four, uh, five or six people you see there, because we all walked uh, the same distance in each day. And in France, it's you have to call uh, two days in front to get um, yeah beds to sleep and then yeah. places to sleep. Yeah. So uh, and there aren't so many. There's most uh, private persons or special places where you sleep because yeah it's so crazy i've slept in, in all possible places from um dressing rooms in, in a sports uh place to um back rooms from theaters or the private uh by private people and in, in their spare rooms so it's <laughs> crazy how long did it take you to walk 2600 kilometers um, in totally, I walked uh, 110 days. 110. I, I, with, I think four or the um, four or the five uh, resting days, because I, I, yeah, it's what was you the don't walk com constantly. What was the most difficult part of it? Uh, once, you know. For me, there wasn't really a difficult part in it because I, I was at that point a person who was, uh, yeah, I could be alone without being alone. So it's, yeah, on my own wasn't safe. I had problems at that point of connecting to people. <laughs> and the Camino had a uh, big part of uh, losing that. Uh, wow. <laughs> so I connect better inside. Uh, 
Okay. Uh, I walked the Camino. Right. So the Camino helped you sort of come out and and meet people and 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 be that kind of person yeah. that is a bit more social. Was Denise one of those people? Yeah, sure. He <laughs> uh, was one of the people. Mm-hmm. So and, what? Yeah. What was it about your long walk, Gert, that made it a pilgrimage? And not just a long walk. Uh, well, um, I started my uh, Camino with the thoughts from, yeah, what will I do with my uh, next uh, 45 years I, I have uh, still on uh, to live? But yeah, yeah it's because you think a lot, and yeah, that's. Uh, that was the, the the intention that I had to do it, and it came. The Camino told me what I had to do because I met Denise on, on the way, and then yeah, that question was uh, quickly uh, solved. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. So Denise, you now have these, as I said, two beautiful girls. You, a lovely family now. What role does the Camino play in your lives now? Um, uh, we actually we see Camino sites signs every uh, every week because, um, as a matter of fact, we live uh, at the Camino <laughs> on the Camino. Yeah. Um, uh, the Camino goes through Germany and through uh, our neighbor city. So every time we drive there, it's hello Camino, and even from the back seats, hello Camino. <laughs> so um, and. Uh, yeah, since I was pregnant with our first girl, uh, we decided we want to do this um, again with kids, this time with Kit, and uh, wanted to do our Camino, which would be, um, as I said before, I came back two weeks after we met in Santiago to walk to Finisterra and to Muxia because I did not do this in the years before. Um, so we wanted to do our Camino, which is Santiago, Finisterra, Muxia, with the with the kids. And um, now, as we are planning this, we um, said, okay, if we pay the prices for the flights and for all the equipment and everything, then we do hundred more. Or let's do another hundred more. Or let's do another hundred more. So how how many? holiday vacation days can you get get how many vacation days can i get and so now there's the plan of our camino 2023 with two kids wow how uh, yeah. fabulous <laughs> oh my gosh so do you know where you'll start and where you'll finish have you worked it out yet i know everything because i am one of the spreadsheet pilgrims <laughs> you always talk about <laughs> Oh, that's great. So um, in my in the last Caminos, I wasn't actually a spreadsheet pilgrim. I just knew which because the German uh uh book is really good and gives you alternative routes and um very nice information about cities and albergues. I always knew which albergues I wanted to do. Can I do five more? So I can get to this albergue. Can I do uh, 10 more? So there will be this albergue, which is really nice because there's a pool or something like this. But this time with the kids, we have to do planning because we don't want to go in 
big sleeping rooms with 20 or more people. Uh, we can't do this with the girls. We can't do this for the other pilgrims because nightmare screaming would wouldn't be nice. Wouldn't be nice yeah. um, as, mm. as a normal pilgrim. So I know everything actually, and we booked like three quarters of the albergues. We did reservations before because we have we want the private rooms they have. So when you think about um, Gert, you might answer this question for me. When you think about taking the girls uh, on a camino, uh, are they are they know about it because of you two? But are they aware of its nature of the of its significance, its its history and its culture? No, they're they're three and uh, uh, three and five years old, so they don't they they yeah. know um, <laughs> mommy and daddy uh, got to know each other there, but that's the the widest. Uh, that's all they know. The, the the real significance of the Camino, they they can't uh, yeah know it at the moment. Yeah, it yeah. will follow uh, when older, but at the moment, nah. Yeah. They, they can't understand it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, young. So, Gert, stay with you. Uh, I wonder about uh, somebody who walks 2,600 kilometers. That's a huge thing in your life, right? That's a huge event yeah. in your life. And you said, I wondered what the next half of my life would be. And that was one of the reasons why you decided to walk the Camino de Santiago. Could you have envisaged or, or even imagined that a couple of years later you'd have a wife, these two beautiful girls? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, didn't start uh, with that idea completely, no. Not. It was, it's, yeah, it's, it's like, a colleague of me uh, said to me from uh, before I left, "From you'll come back with a woman." I said, "No, no, I'm sure I don't." <laughs> but yeah, they were right. <laughs> How wonderful! I, what a blessing! Yeah, I couldn't think about that. This would happen uh, to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Denise, back to you. Uh, when I think about the Camino, um, I think about the Camino Francais or maybe Portuguese. Tell us about the Norte and tell us about your four Caminos and how they varied. <laughs> um, the good thing is, like, uh, it's the same when women... Uh, go through pregnancy and birth, you forget the pain. You forget <laughs> everything <laughs> bad. And this is why you always want to go back. You just remember the really great things. You don't remember all the pain you're going through. But um, I would say in for the Camino de Norte, I wasn't that fit or anything like in the years before and I, if I would compare them I would say it is much more up and down yeah. um, it, it was our mantra what goes up must go down every time we go up we knew we had, we could go down after this it's really more ups ups and downs and but um, 
the wonderful thing is every moment you walk on the cliffs and you have the the, the shore and the the sea below you you walk on on beaches um, um, sometimes you don't know which tide is tight uh, mm -hmm. it is at the moment like um, get uh, yes forgot about this so we stood in lots of water but he said there might uh, he sh it should be less water here so we were standing with full backpacks in the sea and had really problems um so this was the difference it, I, I love the I love the little villages and everything of the Frances. Um it's ten years now that that I've been there. Um I love the Norte, but with the kids I want to do the Frances because the biggest difference for me was that um the typical thing you have on the Frances, you leave the alberga in the morning and you know in the next five kilometers you get a bar with a coffee and a bocadillo and everything mm. and you meet your friends again yeah yeah on the note i said bye in the morning to my friends in the alberga and said see you at the first cafe which is 20 which was 20 kilometers away <laughs> So this is uh, this was really uh, something I I wasn't expecting. Um, the, the infrastructure of uh, cafes, bars, restaurants, albergues is, is much was much better on the frontiers than on the norte. And with the kids, we need lots of chocolate uh, drinks, ice cream, and to get them walking and to get them um, having fun. <laughs> <laughs> Gert, what about Walking from Belgium um, to Santiago, where do you stay? Are there, I'm sure, as as Denise just said, on the Norte, you don't have coffee shops or, or, or places to stay very close on the Norte. What about walking from Belgium? Yeah, there you don't... It's it's not like uh, the Camino Frances. Uh, sure. It's uh, you have to take you have to take everything for the day because you don't know will I see uh, a bar or the would I come to a, a shop where I can and buy something to eat. Mm. You have to see uh, that you get it uh, when you pass uh, a supermarket or something. You have to buy it there and. Yeah, buy all your food for next. I, I had always two for two days uh, bread and uh, um, some cheese or something with me so that I could eat. But I have some snacks uh, available. Yeah, and some people even uh, I I had also a tent with me because I knew I had um, one day in Belgium I needed a tent to sleep because there weren't any albergues or the. No uh, campings uh, there. And that walk from Belgium, and you talked, well, Denise talked earlier about the Camino being right by your front door where you live now in Western Germany. Is it well signposted? Yeah, it's uh, in Belgium. It's uh, by the, the Belgian fraternity. Have to, it's, it's really um, good uh, signed. In France, it's a bit less because much, um, sometimes you have to walk uh, the G, uh, GR routes, the, the red white signs. Mm. You have mm. to follow them. Yeah, but yeah, they are. You have to. You have to really look for them. Then, mind <laughs> sometimes so that 
I had no problem of finding uh, the way uh, on the Camino in, in France. So. You mentioned, Gert, earlier that you met a handful of people in the first couple of days. Did you walk the whole way with them? and Or, or did they drop off? Or, or did you see them in, in Spain? Tell us about those relationships. I didn't see any of them in Spain. <laughs> because I think they, they walked, uh, the most of them would, would walk uh, the Frances. And yeah, and halfway France, uh, I just walked with one one person that I saw regularly, but he had to go back to Belgium. So uh, it's uh, afterwards I didn't see any of them anymore. That's <laughs> you have to, to, in in Spain. I started a new uh, family. Uh, I can see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Denise, we talked about your four Caminos and and how far you've walked and where you've walked. What makes the Camino so special for you? Nice landscape, um, great moments, uh, the possibility to um, have nice people around you, but also be on your own when you need it. Um, like it was the first time in my life that uh, it felt like the first time in my life that I had the possibility to think thoughts to the end because i had the time to do it and no um distraction and like sometimes you are walking in trance um so you don't know wait where have the last three kilometers been (laughs) (laughs) and um so that's really a difference to normal life and as i said before the people uh you never you 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 can't meet so many people with the same open mind, open heart, um, similar thoughts on life and on the world um, without telling them everything about your life, the things that are not important on the Camino. Um, yeah, that's special. And you, I, I never had this after the Camino and before the Camino. Yeah. But, and staying with you, Denise, how does the Camino manifest itself in your day-to-day life? Is it as simple as looking at these two beautiful girls? Yeah, that's as simple as this. But also, I, one thing my friends here said about me after my first Camino that I changed. I got coma. I was, like, grounded. And um, so... I don't think that this changed back after the the year, last years. Um, the yeah, that's um, a gift the Camino gave me, and also a husband and two beautiful angels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And Gert, I think it's especially significant because you're a family. Yeah. Yeah. And we walk uh, this year. It's as a, as a real family. Yeah. yeah, we we will be recognized. <laughs> yeah, a family. Yeah, people, it's so people. lovely. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of people, Denise, walk the Camino for uh, for a, a range of reasons, but but 
many people walk for renewal. And Gert himself said that he was walking, hoping or wondering what he would do with the second half of his life. Uh, uh, Why did you find yourself on the Camino in terms of what you were searching for? And were you looking for a sense of renewal? The first Camino was right after I finished university. It was my start in working life. And um, for me, it was the, the, best, the best possibility to do it at this moment. And yeah, I, I did not think much about what it can give me or uh, how it can change me. I just wanted to do it. Like I, like I said before, I started with this with this guy who brought me to the Camino, but uh, we broke uh, our company, our our walking team um, in Astorga. So just after five days of walking, and I started walking alone, and this was the best gift. And um, when I look back, it's uh, my first Camino was like, yeah. It grounded me. It was um, a symbol of my life um, a bit. Um, as many people say about the Camino, that it's different parts, like for the soul, for the heart, for the brain. Yeah. Um, I had it like my childhood, adulthood, and which is a few years. <laughs> I have to go uh, my, my my late my late years, and um, it was really a symbol for this. And the last Camino del Norte was really. Uh, also, like, get had it uh, to focus to to see what do I do next after this relationship. Um, um, I need to find myself again, and yeah, and I knew th- the Camino would give me the possibility to think about this. Yeah, yeah, and so when you look back, you think about what you've been through and the and the pair of you have met you you're now planning to walk again what do you think then denise i might ask you what do you think then the camino will tell you about the next stage of your life oh <laughs> uh, i don't think that uh, the next camino will do this because it will be really different uh, I, I i i don't think that we will have the possibility to think thoughts to the end on this camino mm-hmm. with two little girls but um <laughs> We want. We just want to show them uh, the 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 life on the Camino, the adventure, the people. Um, I'm pretty sure they will never um, meet so many people again in their life um, from so many different parts of the world, talking so many different languages, but at the end, sitting on one table and have at the end of the day and having a glass of wine or juice or something together and just. Being a big family, and I'm pretty sure it will be a gift to them. Um, as our um, big daughter will go to start school this year, it's the last opportunity to do this um, off season. Yeah, it's um, it will be a gift for us as a family to to um, experience this together and to give this as a gift to our girls. Fantastic! How wonderful! And Gert, one one. Final question for you. Would you tell us a Camino story? I walked with Denise and, and uh, an, another friend. Um, 
we walked together the whole time and um we needed at one point we needed uh, the other two uh, and in my case it was uh, that you uh, slept with six pilgrims in, in one room and i was the one who got uh, the bed box <laughs> and uh, it's not one or two uh, bed bug bites but my whole back was completely full of uh, bed bug <laughs> bed bugs uh, bites <laughs> so um the the next the next day i uh, yeah i couldn't walk so uh the, yeah i was completely off the world uh, i couldn't even uh, think straight or uh, even walk so denise and uh, the other friend um, decided from okay we stay with Kat and uh, we we look for a hotel in the, in the city and we stayed in a, and they stayed with me for an extra day so that I could uh, get better. So that's the uh, a real Camino story for uh, <laughs> the three of us. And later on, uh, Denise needed the help of us too, and uh, the other friend uh, was also in a situation that they, they needed help. But my biggest uh, story is the backbox story. It's not a nice story, but uh, yeah, it's one. Yeah, yeah. I I, I actually uh, walked with an Italian uh, girl who was completely wiped out by bed, bed bugs. It completely messed up her whole trip. How long did it take you to get over them? And did you have to do the whole, you know, take all of your clothes out into the garden and set fire to them, or or what was? How did yeah. you manage? It? <laughs> how did you manage it? Well, when we discovered it, I had uh, completely uh, washed everything I got with me. Uh, I put it in the in a, in a washer and dry. I laid uh, other things uh, out in the sun so that they they could could get good warm or, the, or something. But that's what uh, what we did with with the clothing and everything. And uh, myself, I uh, had one day of uh, sleeping. I, uh, I, I got. Uh, a medication and uh, I slept the whole day and then it was uh, from here it was over and Denise the Camino that you're walking with Gert and the girls is, is special for another reason tell us about that uh, yes it is we do a charity thing um, we are collecting money for um, a, um, an organization that's called Strahlemännchen it's a German thing and they are collecting money for uh, uh, fulfilling wishes of really ill and um, kids so they can have their last wish like flying with a helicopter going to a circus meeting some somebody oh. a celebrity something and they are collecting money for this and we are doing this um, we say team Goss, uh, team boss is walking um, and you are giving money for it and it's 350 kilometers we're doing and we say give 10 cents per kilometer which is 35 euros which is two pizzas or something you can give more you can give less every euro counts and uh, we are just happy to give um, the money at the end of our Camino uh, to this organization we are collecting via better place uh, the link is on my blog and yeah we're just happy when we can do something special and even our kids know about this and know that we are walking for 
collecting money for kids. What a wonderful thing that you are walking to give children an opportunity to live their dreams, Gert. That's a fabulous thing. And that's a wonderful lesson for your children too. Yeah, it, it is then. Um, it's, uh, it's a way to show our kids that uh, yeah, there are other kids that need more than uh, than they have. And those children really need it uh, to have their last wishes uh, being shown or the, that they can do uh, get them. Denise, tell us about the wedding. Was it a Camino wedding? Tell us all about that. It had to be a Camino wedding. Um, so the Camino wedding, we were, it was just a, a small party of like 20 people, but um, the, the sweets, the cake, the decoration, everything was Camino related. Even um, the place where we made our wedding pictures was on the Camino with Camino signs. Our wedding rings have the shell engraved. And uh, we asked every guest to wear something yellow, like the yellow shell. Um, is it is it the, the tie or a clip in the hair? And our yellow thing was we both uh, married in chucks and yellow chucks, converse chucks. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was our Camino wedding. It's so fabulous, the bouquets. What are they? Are they yellow, like little tiny yellow flowers? Yeah, it's called Caspedia. I don't know. That's the the Latin name, the Latin I guess. Name, yeah. Um, yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're so beautiful. Special. They're so beautiful. I saw on your um, your uh, your Facebook page that you said goodbye to twenty twenty two. You were beautiful, exhausting, charming, surprising, annoying. But fully, mm-hmm. but fully good because we're together. We're loved ones are doing well and we have each yeah. other because it's family to shreds. What a blessing, Gert, this whole Camino journey has been with Denise. Yeah, for me, it, it really is a blessing uh, to have now uh, three girls at my side. Let's <laughs> say it this way. Um, it's really a blessing. Well, I wonder for your next Camino, and I hope for the both of you that you have an amazing journey. The photograph Denise sent me of Christmas and the beautiful girls, this (laughs) wonderful family, this beautiful group of people, these wonderful souls together, just made me so happy. And and I'm sure you too uh, are so pleased and so happy that you found each other. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me today and and for sharing your story and for sharing your journey. It's a blessing, really, for me to have the chance to talk to you, to be just a one small, very small part of your life and journey together. So thank you both so much. Buen Camino. Thank you so much. Buen Camino. Buen Camino, then. My guests this week, Denise and Gert Bowes. A wonderful story, and you can find the blog at my-camino.de. My-camino.de. There's even some pictures there of their wedding. A Camino wedding. So lovely. my camino 
www.sue.com.au And my apologies again for my voice. Sue sent me a quote this week. Thanks for your kindness again, Sue. It's from a book, The Pilgrimage to Santiago by Edwin Mullins. I became aware of how walking makes the world you pass through human in scale. In a car, you're always a foreigner. On foot, a visitor. And a big thank you to my new Patreon sponsor, Grant. If you'd like to sponsor me, go to patreon.com forward slash Dan Mullins. Thanks for your company this week and every week. Spread a little love, eh? Until next week, I'm Dan Mullins. Buen Camino. Somewhere along the way Somewhere along the way